This is Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 14.50 WHTC. And for this Thursday, October 20th, we say good morning to Heather Lopez. Good morning, Heather. Good morning, Gary, and good morning to all who are listening, and welcome to Wellspring, a weekly radio show sponsored by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital. And my guest today is Leslie Verdine. She is the Child Health Team Supervisor at the Ottawa County Department of Public Health. And since next week is Lead Poisoning Prevention Week, she's here with us to educate us on lead poisoning and what can be done for prevention and ways to assist families and children experiencing that. So good morning, Leslie. It's great to have you here. Good morning, Heather. Thank you so much for having me on, on your show. So you are the Child Health Team Supervisor at the Department of Public Health. Can you tell us a little about this role and maybe something you find most rewarding about your position? Sure. Um, so the Child Health Team Supervisor incorporates a few different roles. I am a registered nurse working in public health. And the position includes being the coordinator for the hearing and vision team for screening in the schools and our young children as well as being the coordinator for the Children's Special Healthcare Services team and the nurses and the uh, community health worker on that team also help work in the Elevated Blood Lead program. So I guess the most thing that I love is watching the staff's enthusiasm for their job, especially when they get to see that they've made a helpful difference in a child and family's life. That's exciting. Uh, plus, sometimes I get to be the one to provide that service or education for a family and experience it for myself, too. And if anyone has a question for the guest Leslie today, you can call Gary at 395-1450. That's 395-1450, and he will get the calls to us as this interview is being done via Zoom today. So, Leslie, one of the programs that you oversee is, like you said, services to children and specifically those that have elevated blood lead levels. And I just stated that next week starts Lead Poisoning Awareness Prevention Week and exposure to lead is called an invisible threat and we know can be particularly harmful for children. So can you tell us how specifically does lead poisoning impact children's health and why is this called an invisible threat? Uh, great thing to bring up right off the bat, Heather, thank you. Um, I will back up just a little bit to say that the Lead Exposure Week that has a theme this year and they've decided it's about get the facts, get your child tested and get your home tested. So looking at this a little bit closer and talking about lead exposure, it is a known fact that lead exposure affects the developing brain and their nervous system. And what that means is it can slow down a child's growth and development and may also damage their hearing and speech capabilities. And knowing those two abilities alone, the hearing and speech make up a good majority of how an infant's brain develops in the first year of life. This is really important. Uh, lead can continue to affect a child's brain development throughout childhood. So it may be playing a role in making it more difficult for a child to learn and pay attention. Um, just this year in May, the definition of an elevated blood lead level was updated at the federal and Michigan state levels. 
and it went from 4.5 micrograms per deciliter to 3.5. And that's called a blood lead reference value or BLRV because everything has an acronym. This value is used to identify children with higher lead levels in their blood compared to 97.5% of all children that are tested in the US. So there's no known safe level of lead to be in our blood. Um, the biggest concern for exposure to lead includes the children and our pregnant people too, um, because those are the ones carrying our youngest of the developing brains in our communities. So last year, 2021, they did find that more than 3,400 Michigan children had an elevated blood lead level higher than 3.5. And more than half of those children, which would be 1,907, had a blood lead level higher than five because that was the previous level that they were looking for. So for me, I keep in mind that these numbers only come from those children who have been tested. And I'm sure there are more that haven't been tested. So the most important thing is getting tested. And how does the Department of Public Health support kids who have those tested high blood levels and help support their families as well? So every week we are notified of all the blood test results from any lab in the state that have a result for a child living in Ottawa County. And for those that show higher results, a nurse or community health worker will contact the family and request to meet with them for a home visit and talk with them a little bit more about the findings and really try to get into the home because during the home visit, they can go over the daily life of the child and their family and look around that home environment to give us clues as to the next steps we need to take. Um, the nurse can discuss nutritious food ideas for the parent to help encourage that child to eat because vitamins and certain foods will help bind the lead more quickly to get it out of their bloodstream and not let it settle into their bones and have further effects. Um, they also will go over wet cleaning techniques to help keep lead dust out of the air that the family breathes. And we do have some cleaning supplies to help get them started on the correct ways to clean around the home especially when there's lead dust present. Um, they also help walk a family through completing a lead safe home or lead fund application. And that process can start the state home inspection services and come up with possible funding for lead remediation in the home. So really an extensive way to get into the home and, and look, take a look at things, the environment and ways to help the child experiencing that, those right. elevated blood levels. Right. And it's just the preliminary look. So really getting that home inspection is going to tell a few more um, clues as to what's going to be the best way to get the lead out of that environment. And Leslie, I'm sure in your role, you've heard many different things about about lead, different facts that people are saying, stating or myths that you've heard, or even people who may say, well, it's really not an issue anymore. That was in the past. What do you want people to know about lead poisoning? Well, we, want, we definitely want people to know the facts about lead, uh, know where it could be close to them, how kids can be exposed, how it can affect a child. 
And while yes, lead is a naturally occurring element found on earth, and it has been used in ways to help us, um, it can be toxic to humans and animals when it gets inside our bodies. Um, realize that lead paint from older homes is the biggest risk factor that we deal with. And lead paint was used for over a hundred years. And that was especially on the exterior of the homes and around the windows and doors. Um, but it was also used on the interior of the homes too. So lead paint that's been covered up by newer paint and is in good repair, meaning it's not chipping, peeling, cracked. It's not as much of a concern, but the paint that's coming off the older home walls and porches, the decks, or even painted house siding, because that's a lot of times where they use that lead paint, it becomes a hazard and it can contaminate the soil around the home too. So here's an interesting fact, but very sad and concerning. When a child tastes the lead paint chip, it's actually tasting sweet to them. So if you hear of or see a child eating soil around a home, it may be because there's lead paint in it and it actually tastes good. So unfortunately also if a well-meaning homeowner starts to renovate a home with any lead paint present, it quickly can become an airborne hazard too if the renovations aren't done correctly. And remember that babies and young children explore their world by putting everything into their mouths. If you've been a parent or a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, a friend around a young child, you know that's what's happening. Um, the lead not only used in the homes for paint, some painted toys might have lead paint and even children's toy jewelry might be too high in the lead content. Um, food and beverages stored and, ser and served from leaded crystal or lead glazed pottery can contaminate foods and some cosmetic and imported remedies and spices like turmeric uh, could have higher than recommended levels of lead in them. And also jobs or hobbies like stained glass art, refinishing antique furniture, or being at an indoor firing range, or making bullets and fishing sinkers could carry a higher lead concern also. And then finally, we also hear about um, the lead in water. And we know that we've had two instances, particularly in Michigan, um, with older plumbing materials used in water pipes, faucets, or other fixtures, and they might have lead in them. And if that corrodes, it exposes the lead that's a hazard that gets into the drinking water. So always, if a parent or a grandparent, family member suspects that a child might be at risk for lead poisoning, we really encourage them to take them to the doctor and have that child tested. So a doctor will have typical screening questions, but if you know that that child may have been exposed, the only way to know is to request that blood test and have that blood test done. Um, and it's just a preliminary finger prick, real quick test. That's gonna give them an idea if it might be a higher level. And then after that, if it's a higher level, the doctor needs to order a blood draw where the child will need to go into a lab to get the um, confirmatory results. Um, if so the really blood results come back high, then we're gonna go to work with that family as soon as possible. 
So really a lot of different avenues where, where a child could be exposed to lead that maybe people didn't know before. Um, what about the people who, you know, you said get tested if you suspect their child may be at risk. Is there any symptoms that a child would experience that would maybe prompt a parent or someone to take their child in too? They may have trouble learning in school or preschool. Um, maybe they don't have a great appetite. Their bellies are getting full of that lead paint. Um, so lack of appetite, lack of focus or paying attention, hyperactivity, um, that could be some of the indicators. But if you know you could be at risk living in an older home, um, we have some wonderful older establishments here in Ottawa County. Um, so something just to keep an eye on. And as we wrap up today, where can landlords and homeowners go for more information? Is there also any type of assistance for lead mitigation for properties? Yeah, like I said, if we're working with a family, we're going to help them um, complete the lead safe homes or the lead fund applications. And that will help landlords, any homeowners um, that we're working with to start to request assistance. And if they call, the, all the assistance is on the state level. So if they want to call, they can call the 800 number, actually say toll-free, toll 866-691-5323 for a direct line to the state, or call our county health department in Ottawa County at 616-396-5262. And our website is miottawa.org. And specifically for lead, it's miottawa.org forward slash lead. And then at the state uh, website, it's michigan.gov forward slash my lead safe. And we're happy to answer any questions here at the health department by just calling that main number and asking for the lead program. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much for being here, Leslie, and educating us and providing the resources for this lead poisoning prevention. And Definitely until, glad we could help. And until next week, Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital wishes you well. Thanks for listening to Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.